let's acknowledge the good friends of the Law Party Podcast, the Majestic Restaurant and Pendergast Club, 931 Broadway in Kansas City, Missouri, the J. Rieger Kansas City Distillery, oh so good, friend of the podcast and panelist, Lane Bolin, managing to keep the podcast going, apparently wealthy or not. Now onto our regularly scheduled program. It's not getting it, getting it. I want to welcome everybody out there in podcast land. The Good Times with Good People Company proudly presents the Law Party Podcast, where it is always about good times, good people, and good talk. Please subscribe to the Law Party Podcast on YouTube, Facebook, uh, and or SoundCloud. Be sure to tell a friend, hey, and welcome to the party. I'm your host and panel moderator, Rio, and let me introduce today's panel. Now, we've got our returning champion. Of course, that is Chris O'Connor, co-owner of Liquid Nine Broadcast Media Production and a very special friend to the podcast. Uh, returning after some hiatus, we've got uh, the bartender extraordinaire for the Pendergast Club, where, of course, we record the Law Party Podcast for you, uh, Ben Roberts, and the anonymous female, because she doesn't want you to know her name. So, uh, normally... Um, and, and I've been doing it on purpose for the last couple of weeks for anybody out there in podcast land who's been listening and wondering what happened to, what are we drinking, what are we smoking. I have not abandoned it, but uh, the next time you see it, it may feel a little bit different. Uh, so we're going to jump right in with uh, today's party files in our party line episode, which of course is the week in politics and other uh, ridiculous news. Uh, so our pers- first party file that I want to get to, uh, and I'm just going to throw the names out there <laughs> and say, go, uh, Donald and Hillary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, so first I saw that Hillary and Donald are going very hard after Ohio. Um, Trump opened uh, 15 offices and uh, campaign offices in Ohio alone. Good grief. Yeah. And so I'm wondering, uh, which I'm, I'm glad our returning champion is here on panel today. When is the last time you remember Ohio being actually in play? Last, like the like they always elections. say it's in play? Actually the last three elections. Yeah, because I'm like they always say it's in play, but it doesn't. It, it's I don't. They think, always vote one. The, the it always, but they always play. seem like they. They went for uh, Bush in uh, was that 2000, mm-hmm. and the tactic that they used was to throw gay marriage on the ballot as well. So it brought out a flood of uh, uh, conservative Republicans, and that's how he ended up winning the state. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Obama clearly did well in 2004 there, but 2008 it was um, a lot yeah, was, more, or 2012. Sorry, yeah, it was a lot more contested. Okay. So it's it's a very much it's very much what Missouri used to be. Yeah, well, and I guess that's what I was state. thinking. I was like, our you know, being here now for eleven years, you know, I don't even remember the days when this was a contested state. But I remember when they watch, went after Missouri. Yeah, but I remember watching the <laughs> election coverage. Yeah, mm-hmm. I remember watching the election coverage, and it was always seeming that this was a fairly purple state. But exception is so. I mean, again, if you think about it, it's, it's not different than Ohio. If you think about the division of the state, you have a handful of very large urban areas mm-hmm. um, with very democratic voters, and then you have enormous swaths of land full of farmers mm-hmm. that don't want to lose their farm subsidies, which mm-hmm. is ironic, being that they're all voting Republican uh, and taking money from the government for it. So uh, it's just one of those things. Which is always odd to me because it's in our. Haven't they built themselves as the no handout party? Yeah, that's exactly yeah. the irony. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, so I, I, I just, you know, so I, I didn't even necessarily want to get into the uh, divisive rhetoric of the week between those two. But I did think that uh, with Trump going that hard after Ohio, um, do we think that Ohio is that much in play this yes. year, or, or do we think it's very? It could very, very easily be lost by. 
is very much in play. And, I uh, think it, the whole country, honestly, they've even said it over and over again. Places that have always been red are purple. I mean, like, you Utah. really can't tell. Hillary's yeah. up in Utah. Which yeah. is ridiculous. I've like, never... They really are... Ha- I mean, it's like stunning. this... Yeah, yeah that's This stunning. election is going to be... I really think you're going to see a lot of places flip that you didn't expect. At least go, at least go one, purple. Either way, either way. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm not, yeah. you yeah. know, red to blue, blue to red. Yeah. You know, I just, it, it's just crazy to me. And, I mean, every time one of them opens their mouths, <laughs> they go down in the polls. And, you know, it's, I don't, I didn't <laughs> see it. I didn't see it like this time. Like, if you time. just shut up. Yeah, I didn't <laughs> see it this, this, before this podcast. But, you know, last Mid last week, Hillary was up by twelve points because Donald just kept piling on the stupidity, just over and over and over. Like, just but stop never, talking. Never matters how much you're up in national polls, which is the fallacy of a national poll. Mm-hmm. People throw them out all the time and say, uh, "Democrats always are up in national polls." It's always how it is. It doesn't matter. She hasn't been though. She's been pretty damn close. I mean, she got a great convention bounce and has yeah, maintained is. a lot of that lead. And he is, you know, disenfranchised a lot of the Republicans. And it seems the Democrats have gotten most of their act together, or at least, you know, they can tolerate each other again. I so. find it really funny that as um, every time it looks like the Democratic the Democrats are united another thing about Hillary comes out. Like, mm-hmm. oh, we can't let you forget about this. Yeah, um, <laughs> she, I mean, she's got a lot that is going to come out. It's going to be pretty brutal for her at some point. Well, yeah, I was, just, I was just about to say, when do we think that, like, this is already kind of ugly, but when do we think it's going to get brutal? When Julian Assange releases whatever he has in October, which he already <laughs> promised to do. Yeah. Uh, which is WikiLeaks. That's but I think that that's bullshit too. I I I think that the time that you if you know the information then you should put it out. It's not. I think it's a bunch of bullshit to hold on to it until it's kind of like until it supports your agenda. It's kind of like Playboy holding on to to pictures that women do for years and then oh now they're popular and I'm going to put these out and ruin your life. You know I mean it's just. It's stupid to me. A lot of people have had their lives benefited from coming back out later, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, In the case of Playboy. I (laughs) I think it's wrong that you, if you know the information and you're supposed to be just this, you know, they kind of tout themselves as, Oh, we only tell the truth and you know, we research this stuff and but you're gonna hold on to it. Until it benefits you to say something about right, it. Right, because they're not part of the government. What they are is, is anti-establishment. Yeah, That's the right. entire point. The entire point is to wreck the system. Yeah, where but is he should, anyway? Physically in England. Yeah, I was to say, I know he's, I know he's, uh, it seems like he's been bouncing countries for the past few years. Was for a while, but then he was forced to pull up in England. Oh, okay. Because I know... He was saying, I like. I saw an interview with him not too long ago. It was a little mini interview, and they were saying that he he was trying to help set up or had helped set up um, Snowden's defense fund. Yeah, because uh, and see, I, I think that's a bunch of bullshit too. Yeah, I mean, you know, because because they were that he's exiled or that he's. I mean, are you pro Snowden or against him? That he's helping him. You you don't like that he's helping Edward Snowden, right? I just don't think what Snowden did was right, mm-hmm. and I think that that I think that that is our government's fault. You know, Mario and I talk about it quite often. We have lately, and you know, there's a movie coming out about Snowden. Yeah. And um, I I can't understand for the life of me how a contractor could work in all three areas that he did to be able to pull all the information that he did and get out of the country with it. It's just crazy to me. Yeah, that that kind of baffled me. The CIA, the FBI, the NSA, like, they had no way to track what he was doing. 
you they didn't know that he had worked as a contractor for all th- I mean that's just ridiculous to me you should never allow somebody to do that isn't this what the department of Homeland security was for? supposed to be for whether what what he found was right or wrong I don't think that anyone should be helping him okay okay I say I don't I don't know I'm mixed on Snowden like I say I think that it is very possible he felt like he was doing something he felt like he was doing something patriotic I just don't know if I think that it was he seems like an attention seeking or committed treason in my mind by not going through the proper channels if he really wanted to be patriotic then go through the right channels and that's that's what I'm saying like the proper channels that are in place for this kind of thing (coughs) actually effective or would they you know been to his demise regardless in this day and age I think you can just you can go around them and you know you don't have to do them I think they would have been to his benefit okay. he could have uh, went he, to he, he could have went to our new any any news agency I, I don't think he should have the news at all there was there was well, classified yeah. information on that it was treasonous to put that stuff out there yeah. mm-hmm. um, and literally the, and he's still doing it they should have shot him I mean, honestly, like treason is, the, <laughs> treason is the one crime that's defined in the Constitution. And yeah, it is death, and what it, in my mind he did was clearly treasonous. Which, which is well, the reason you're you're held up in Russia now. Uh, technically, at war with because that is actually what treason is. Because we He's have what? we have oh. to actually be at war with. And the country. so. No, he you can have domestic terrorism, Absolutely. and that's what he did. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it was you know he. I'm, I guess I'm one of the, I mean, I'm, I'm not a guest. I know I'm one of those people that I don't need to know every single thing my government's doing. We weren't at war with Russia when the Rosenbergs stole all those secrets. True. Yeah. True. All right, so. Uh, I do have one more note to add on, on Donald Trump and Hillary. Okay. Uh, the, uh, has anybody read about the Donald Trump's uh, campaign manager in the secret ledger in Ukraine in which he took... <laughs> Billions of dollars. What? Yeah. No, I, I didn't. Well, you know, you know, this, something this was just came out. Something was wrong with him when they asked him about Putin, and um, and he was like, like he did, like it was like gibberish that came out of his mouth. It was hilarious. Yeah. The uh, well, the word is is there was a secret ledger in Ukraine that lists cash for Donald Trump's campaign taken by his campaign finance manager. Oh, but I'm sure he's going to say he didn't know anything about it. And beyond that, in my mind, I'll be honest, it seems no different than the Clinton Foundation funneling shit tons of foreign money into not only their campaign, but their personal lives. And then, again, selling uranium to Russia. I mean, Russia owns 20% of our uranium now. And again, I find that borderline treasonous, too. Uh, I mean, my God. Yep. Give them the ability to create more nuclear weapons at our expense. That's ridiculous. Yep. So, the Clinton Foundation, as you know, we've talked about it many times. I find to be the biggest fraud in the history of the world. Mm. Yeah. History of this country, certainly. I can't disagree. Yeah. So, so it sounds as if before this election, well, it's not even a sounds as if before this election is over, we will definitely be doing. Many more uh, party file checkups. This, <laughs> this is truly like one election. Because, but I, I think we do. I think we do need to do mm-hmm. one just on Trump and one just on Hillary. We did. Well, no, I mean not just the conventions, but oh. like all of the other back back stuff that the yeah. reasons people don't like either of them. I think yeah. we do need to do. I think that's the interesting thing. I have never wanted to vote for either candidate less in my life than I do right now. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'm not, I'm not overwhelmed about either candidate. I, I guess I, I am of the ilk. I feel like, you know, not, not picking a side is siding with the devil. You know, and so, but I guess it really just depends on who you think the devil is. Yeah. So on that note, <laughs> on that your poignant words. Yeah, that was good. Yeah, well, thank, thank you very much. <laughs> on that note, we'll go to something slightly lighter before we go to something heavy again. Uh, Oceans Eight. <laughs> so I'm reading that they're going to do a reboot of Oceans Eleven, but with only eight 
Which was awesome because that was a reboot in and of itself. Right. Of the right. Red Pack movie. And, uh, and, but, and this is going to be an all-female cast. Okay. So, Great. now, now <laughs> let's read. You pretty much had that. I was like, that's stupid. Now, let's read <laughs> who stupid. the... Like, uh, it's it's going to be... But it's going to be even worse. Like, the SNL you, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Well, no, like, this is really fun. Like, check this out. When you so, hear who they are. Yeah, so... Kate Blanchett, uh, Rihanna, Sandra Bullock, Helen Bonham Carter, <laughs> uh, Mindy Kaling, the the from sure. uh, from the Mindy from Project, the office, yeah, uh, Anne Hathaway, and uh, we still have to uh, look her up. Uh, Nora Lum, aka Aquafina, yeah. she's uh, some kind of. Uh, Rapper, I think she was in uh, Neighbors 2, which we didn't wind up seeing. Um, and they're still looking to fill, I guess, fill, cat, fill one more spot. Mm-hmm. And uh, so they were saying that, uh, you know, the kind of suspected women they might go after was either going to be Olivia Munn, oh, uh, possibly. Do you uh, like her or do you like... Her look. She's phenomenal. No, in the she's. Newsroom. Yeah, I yeah, liked her in the newsroom a lot. Yeah, I did like her in the newsroom. I liked her in the newsroom. I watched her when she was on. Um, Attack of the Show? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Attack of the Show was a great show, and she was very funny on it. Actually, mm-hmm. whenever she yeah. left, that was the demise of said show. Yeah, I don't think we watched it. I watched it much after she left. Well, they brought on some other. Uh, I don't even think the male character is even the same one anymore. No, it's not. He actually moved on. Uh, Kevin, uh, I can't remember his name right now. I'm going to have to... Yeah. But yeah, Olivia, I mean, but okay, he's, go he's ahead. Sorry, talented. was there another one? Yeah, uh, Kristen Stewart. Okay. He's uh, not. Yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. She could uh, do a... Uh, uh, possibly Jay. Matt Damon's character. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> she could totally she do Matt Damon. She would just be sad-faced all yeah. the time, pouting about Well, he's a powder. Matt Damon is. Nah, he's Jason Bourne for God's sake. No, he's, he's a pouty person in that series, though. Yeah, he's a No, he is funny, but he kind of is pouty. Like, but I don't see her being funny. I think he's funny. using pouty oh. as being funny. I find her to be pouty in general in life and okay. irritating as hell. Okay, I will give you that. Yes, you're right. Uh, a possible Jada Pinkett Smith. That'd be cool. I like her. A possible Viola Davis. Okay. Which... This cast is so all over the place. The the possibilities. Well, they must not have cast like the older. I mean, yeah. I guess I guess it doesn't matter. It it we're trying to fit these people into the characters that we know from the, the shows now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could be completely different. Yeah, there's a, a, an Asian an Asian woman, uh, Rinko Kikuchi, when she was in uh, Pacific Rim. She's an Asian woman in fifth room, so and uh, Gina Rodriguez, who is uh, yeah. Jane the Virgin. <laughs> like I was thinking, huh. oh, and the other one that I thought was actually really funny, not a woman. Uh, the oh, what is her name? Not a woman. What is her name? Yeah, no. Um, uh, I forget her first name, but it's Laverne. No, her last name Laverne. And I can remember her last name. I'm sorry out there in podcast land. But she is the uh, transgender woman on uh, Orange is, Orange is New Black. Black. Oh. oh. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, so those are... <laughs> now, see, now, I could see that her playing the Bernie Mac character. Very possibly. This, very is, possibly. this is where I think this movie doesn't work. And this feels... Very much like stunt casting to me, which, Kinda, which yeah. is the exact opposite of why Ocean's Eleven, the remake, worked. It yeah. was people who seemed like they were already real friends in real life who just wanted to have fun and do a movie. Yeah, together. do a movie together. Yeah, Steven Soderbergh, and you had George Clooney, Brad Pitt, you know, Matt Damon. They all hang out together in real life all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. And that made a Julia lot of Roberts. sense. These just seem like just random Yeah, super people random people. Like yeah. together to make a movie with all the girls. And yeah, the chemistry is going to be terrible. Well, yeah, and they, which, yeah, which, which I think has been the more. demise of uh, Ghostbusters. Yeah. Like, I mean, yes, they they're all... good chemistry. They're Almost all funny. Almost all of them were from SNL. Yeah, but they were all different seasons of SNL. And then uh, 
uh, Melissa McCartney, she, you know, she was never on SNL. So I just think sometimes well, she's try- hosted so many times. Yeah, I mean, everybody yeah, was a guest star hosted on that show, and I think they probably shot their cameos during the week that they were there. The week that they were there. I had a yeah. lot of people tell me that, you know, so says, and that Chris Hemsworth was their favorite part of it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it says Gary sounds. Ross is the director and Olivia Milch is the writer. Okay. I don't, I don't know who, like, I, I don't know off the top of my head what, what they've yeah, written I, or directed, yeah. so. I just thought it That's was very odd and interesting one that they're rebooting it again, so and then, soon yeah, kind of so soon, and yeah. then two <laughs> wanting to reboot it with an all-female cast, and then it's not eleven. I just like like all of it seems a little like you say, just like they're just reaching to yeah. me. Well, to so. me, if it's not Ocean's Eleven, it's not a reboot. Yeah, yeah. It's just another. It, how do you yeah. call it a reboot when it's a gimmick? It's it's just another piece of. Like, yeah, I'm like, is, somebody is it be... taking place in the same time time period as Ocean's Eleven did? I mean, well, you know, like place in different time periods. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know, know if, it's, if somebody's going to be Danielle Ocean. I'm like, okay, I don't... so so just so you guys know, when you say so soon, Ocean's Thirteen came out in 2007. True. Do True. you feel like that's really so soon? Nine years, kind of. Yeah. yeah. You know, interesting. I don't. Yeah, I, I guess I didn't think that it had been almost ten years. It so. feels like it hasn't been that long. Yeah, and plus it's all over TV. TV all, all the time. Yeah, they, yeah. In fact, I saw we it twice this weekend. I was gonna say we. I know at least one of them we see at least once or twice a month. Yeah, we'll oh, catch absolutely. it. Yeah, yeah I saw absolutely. the third one twice this week. The one with Al Pacino. Right. Yeah, which right. is my favorite one. Yeah, actually, I love that. I know, that. they make that poor, that, that poor guy. Anyway, we're yeah. getting off topic. <laughs> I love those yeah. movies. All right, so back to something uh, slightly more serious. Um, the the uh, kind of state, the kind of horrible state of emergency in uh, Louisiana with the flooding. Um, it's, you know, I thought... With Katrina, possibly we had seen but it's not the, the last same. of this type of flooding. It's not the same issue. It's it, no, it's not. The rivers are all overflowing. It's we've had so much rain. Yeah, that and it's it, all it, coming it, down. You know, it, and it is a bowl. I mean, you know, that that yeah. general area. It is. It is a bowl. I so. mean, it wasn't. It, it's man. It's not man-made issues. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, truly yeah. natural disaster Unless issues. Unless you're global warming is causing the change in weather. Blah, blah, blah. Well, I don't want to go down that sad. rabbit hole. That, that's yeah, a whole nother yeah, podcast. Yeah, that's, that's, <laughs> that's, that's <laughs> But it. But so. it's not because the da- a dam broke or anything like that. It truly this is. True. is no, this is the rivers yeah. are flooding. Yeah. And, well, I think it's just a poor choice for a metropolitan area for just the location topographically mm-hmm. sure. I mean, yeah and, yeah and and if sea levels do continue to rise it's just going to disappear i mean i love that area more than almost any yeah. place in america but my God, well pretty much like, florida really california I, it wouldn't surprise me if the whole gulf coast area but mm-hmm. i mean they're already my aunt lives in california and oh wait we're i'm going off topic again <laughs> I was going down the global warming. You were going down the global warming. <laughs> right now. No, Let's wrong. not talk about that. Like, not this. Not this podcast. That would be an interesting. Keep our topic. Yeah, yeah. Like I say, we we <laughs> we will do that one one day, but not today. Yeah. Uh, they said they've uh, rescued um, at least a thousand people so far, and just you know, so you know, our 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 hearts and prayers go out to all mm-hmm. those people down in the Gulf Coast because. Uh, between floods and uh, tornadoes and hurricanes and like, yeah. you've had it rough, man. And uh, anybody see the video of the woman being pulled out of the back of the car? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Soft top convertible. Well, that was yeah. in the Philippines, though. That oh, wasn't was? in. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, they're going through this uh, a huge issue in the Philippines right now with with horrible flooding. Oh, you know what? No, that no, wasn't. Was, yeah. That was Louisiana. They talked about them both this morning. Yeah. Because they actually identified the man who did it. And Annie got her dog. Down. She was yep, she was going to drown herself again oh, about trying to get her dog out, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh she was like, you got to get my dog. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but, brutal. 
Yeah, they like, caught all of that. It was all 20 or 30 more seconds should have been done. Or yeah. video by somebody. Yeah. Not camera. It was definitely home so, shot video. Yeah. This is something that baffles me. Is that you have the wherewithal to stand around with the phone and record this stuff, but you don't have the inclination to help. Well, I'm always blown away by that. Yeah. This is true. Yeah. But in this case, there were already three people. The car was sinking. The guy was already there, and it I mean, was great. captured. Well, there's a million, but yeah, million videos are like, why are you recording this? Why yeah. don't you? Yeah, jump in. Yeah, that's just not my first yeah. thing to think about. Like, oh, I better get this. Well, um, yeah, and yeah, I think I about I don't go there immediately. Like, dude, I better go try to help yeah. that Yeah, well, and, and I, I think about that even yeah. with regular journalists. I'm thinking, like, you're witnessing something horrific. I don't know if my first thought is, oh, I better capture this. It's like, I need well, to help. But, but that is what journalists do. I mean, that I, is, I mean yeah. That, yeah. They're at some point, yes, you have to put the camera down and help. But if people are helping, yeah, no, people you are keep helping. Filming. Listen, you're not a citizen journalist just because you have an iPhone. Yeah. No, and, and I, I think iPhone. that's different. I think yeah, true, no. true journalists—that is what they're there for. They're there to capture what's happening. Yeah. The person with the iPhone, no. Yeah, I, I'm just always baffled by it. But that also, to me, is—it um, depends on the situation. Mm-hmm. Sure. Because I think if if you're witnessing. Violence or something like that, then yeah, I hope somebody is there that captures it. Mm-hmm. But it depends on if they've made an effort to yeah. help the situation mm-hmm. first or not. Yeah, I mean, you could stand and make the argument that the Arab Spring started because people were uploading videos of mm-hmm. riding the streets mm-hmm. and violence, and it's kind of just spread very, very, very quickly yeah. for the good and the bad. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, it also leads to amazingly unnecessary riots and other violence. This you know, true. before anybody knows what really happened. And just because yeah. you shot something on your iPhone does not mean that you know what happened. Yeah, you're very context. Yeah. yeah, context is the difference between uh, a citizen with an iPhone and a journalist. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, sometimes, sometimes journalists yeah, don't have any context. Make, well, and they make their own context. Oh, make their own context. Which has been obviously prevalent <laughs> in recent times. Yeah, that's the truth. Times. So I saw I saw uh, a few more party file stories. Uh, this one just made me sad because uh, the geek in me was like, oh, I can't believe this is true. Uh, the actor that played R2-D2 has died. Yes. Uh, yeah, Kenny Baker. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that was, that was, I was just like, wait, wait, what? Uh, but, but, <laughs> like, so. We have two, at least two more movies. I know, I know. I was thinking, you know, I'm like. He was 81? Yeah, he was 81. That's really cool, though, that he got to see him yeah, but he one was, more time, you know, come to life one more time. One more time, yeah. Mm-hmm. But he, yeah, uh, short little dude. Like yeah, he was only, he wasn't even 40 <clears> tall, so. I don't know the proper vernacular for it anymore. Yeah. A little person. Yeah. I don't people who don't like that. And well, yeah, whatever. Everybody knows. I mean, that's amazing to live that long. It yeah. is. Yeah. That's yeah. almost yeah. unheard yeah. of, yeah. Yeah, these in, in these days and times, yeah. The uh yeah, it was, like I say, it just kinda, you know, made me sad because not only was he part of the Star Wars franchise, you know, he he had uh, some appearances in uh, Time Bandits and Flash yeah. Gordon. Yeah. And, and so. Flash Gordon. Yeah. What Peter Dinklage just thinking right now? Yeah. <laughs> Job opening. Exactly. Aww. I'm for everyone. I know he can leave one legendary series and go to another. <laughs> there, it's not over yet. Yeah, this is true. He's still alive. This is true. He has not lost a Game of Thrones. <laughs> Sorry, uh, spoiler alert for those of you that haven't seen it. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, on to the, uh, as I put uh, on the podcast of Jennifer today, the Olympics. Shaking my head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so... First of all, uh, <laughs> this is... Can I just say, why did... I did not... This is totally girl on me. Okay. When did he bleach his hair blonde? For Ryan this, Lochte? For, for this Olympics. Ryan Lochte. I'm like, you look stupid. It <laughs> 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 has nothing to do with nothing. He pulled off his swim cap and I was like, what? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, he went. He Not worked. that I liked him anyway. He's kind of a dipshit, but you know, he is a an excellent swimmer. This is true. It's true. So uh, the reason uh, we're you know, I we're, do what he does. we're mentioning Ryan Lochte first is, of course, uh, he and three other uh, U.S. swim team members were robbed at gunpoint in Rio. Uh, yeah. <laughs> over the now, weekend. Did that turn out to be legit? They, yeah. 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 No. Yeah. yeah. So actually, was, the IOC was trying to deny it, and uh, and then it came out that it was true. Well, so they've been though, letting Lochte do his interviews. And got it. One of the um, Good Morning America uh, anchors that were that was over there, she said that one of their vehicles, they tried to get them to stop, and she was like, no, you keep driving. Yeah. So it, it it's happened. I guess the, the uh, assailants uh, were trying to dress up as a security force or they yeah, were dressed police. up as police police yeah, yeah. and uh, stopped them and had them down on their knees yeah yeah, yeah, was, yeah they were telling them to get out on their knees or whatever and ryan was like you know like you don't have any reason to pull us over or whatever and so they click click you know gun to the sure. head yeah he was like okay i'm, I'm getting down <laughs> Congrats for holding the Olympics in one of the world's poorest countries you can afford it. That's yeah. rife with crime. So, which not, is not to mention hosting, you know, a virus that we have no vaccine for right yeah. now. We're gonna bring <laughs> travelers from all over the world. Yeah, right. which which yeah. thus the shaking my head. Yeah, because I, mean, I was thinking, you know, every time the Olympics comes around, you know, there's always amazing things that you see yeah absolutely. that you know that you know that you'll you know you'll always remember and, and and all of that good stuff but these last couple three olympics you know winners winners and summers mm-hmm. i'm i'm starting to you know and and we saw i think we'll have some um the same thing that happened with fifa i think there'll be some investigations and yeah especially just, after this one and and the you know all the bullshit that happened with um, the the Winter Olympics oh, in Russia. Sochi, yeah. I mean, because you mean, know, like you people are, you know, they were bringing in um, illegals to do the work, and if they died, whatever, because they weren't even citizens anyway. And then in Rio, you know, they they displaced eighty thousand people to build the really yeah to build the, the Olympic the, park, to, uh, build the Olympic park, and all the stadiums and. Like you know. violently. Yeah. So, and Jesus. I think that's the. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder what they displaced them from, to be perfectly honest. Well, it was all favelas that they tore down. But, but the thing is, that's their home, yeah. though. I mean, in ninety percent of Rio is eminent domain in America. It happens all the time. You can have your property taken anytime you want. Although America is supposed to be based on property rights, and come and yank it anytime they want to. Yes, you know, but I think it's kind of ridiculous. Thing to do it for the Olympics when the, that's supposed to be brotherly love type shit. Not unless you're counting on billions and billions of dollars coming into your country and hoping to keep it remotely economically stable. Yeah, I think the the problem for me with the way that they do the you know, sourcing for the nations and is that it may bring in, you know, you know, billions of dollars, but the Olympic parks in almost every city mm-hmm. sit sit vacant and unused and then it takes them forever to go back to that city yeah and oftentimes the you, ioc you never go back to that yeah, city. yeah oftentimes the ioc wants you to you know rebuild brand new state-of-the-art and it, we, what were we watching fun. what were we watching where they were talking about the ridiculous demands of the ioc Oh, was that a real sports? Like, they had to have their own lane to drive in. Nobody else could drive in it. Wait, they actually they, showed the a picture. Not, the, 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 not even the, the athletes. Yeah, not the athletes, just but the they showed, uh, right. the they showed a road in Rio where it was completely empty, and all the rest of them were backed up. Completely gridlocked. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and it had an Olympic symbol in it. Yeah. Like you, you know, and yeah. and they so, they wanted to have a separate. Reasonable. I would say, listen, those guys have to get to the events. They have to be there. You know, I mean, there, there's no way of getting around that. You can say, give me a helicopter, and you know, make sure I get from event to event on yeah. time. Yeah. 
They can't sit there in a traffic jam waiting in what But the Olympic Park is everything store. that had to do with the Olympics is in this one little area. So I'm not really sure why they needed their own lane on a highway because basically it was to get them from the airport to the Olympic Park. Makes sense. I'd ask for it too. <laughs> or they should just fly in the day before. Yeah, that's why I love Chris. He's like, I, I would ask for it too. So. It was just all kinds of craziness, though. I mean, that's just one example. I mean, it was just... Yeah. It I was just... unreal. That It was like almost as much money was spent on what they wanted. And a lot of them are royalty. Sure. They got their commission or whatever by inheritance. And I'm like... But imagine the security you have to provide, how expensive that is. You can't just be... You know, some Saudi Arabian prince and they're stuck in traffic on I-35. You know, how are you going to be? <laughs> Why is a Saudi Arabian prince even on that kind of committee? I think they ought to be because they know what the country's resources are, what it can handle. I think it goes back to that's just another way for people to um, grease pockets and get what they want, and yeah, that's how you end up uh, having an Olympics in Rio. That's the way everything works, and I have no problem with that. Like, at least there's not a bunch of... this. We talked about this slightly, and it's tangentially related, like, yeah. slightly, but it's the same reason I don't want morons on jurors. You know, like, I don't want some average Yahoo picking where the Olympics are going to be. I'd rather be a, a place where you can buy off the government, get the thing done, get it set up and ready to roll, and then go. You know, and that's how you have to get stuff done, let's be honest. So you displace 80,000 people and make money for the government for a month. Yes. And then that place sits abandoned for the rest of forever. Yes. And that's okay? It's fine by me. Atlanta did pretty well with their stuff after the Olympics. They did. I think Atlanta is France the only place. Did extremely well. Isn't Atlanta uh, and Utah places. are the, one of the only places Utah. that ever repurpose their stuff. Yeah, I mean, I've been to all of this stuff in, in Yeah, Utah. I think I think we we do awesome. America, we do well repurposing things. Now, yeah, I do have to admit, on the other hand, they have said yeah. that they are planning on um, turning quite a bit of that what you know, at least the um, Olympic, the places living, where people village. yeah, the living space, they're actually going to Turn that into places for people to rent or buy right. or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's, it's nothing we don't do. We do it constantly. <laughs> I just feel like it's different when uh, you're when it's already a a poor nation that does it. For some reason, that makes it more okay to me. <laughs> all right, we need to move on. <laughs> real, Chris, real, Chris and I can go back and forth on this all day. Quick, uh, real quick ending. <laughs> yeah. Quote from from a, a Rio Games official on the green diving pool: Chemistry is not an exact science. <laughs> wow. They already in, figured out it was fact, algae, in, idiot. In fact, wow. chemistry is that an is, exact science. That is, that well, is, they tried to use chemistry to correct that problem and failed at that. That so. is hilarious. I think the one thing that really bothers me that we, I mean, even more so than anything, they actually were showing how raw sewage was just flowing down mm -hmm. behind oh, in people's yeah. and into the place where people are swimming every oh, day. Oh, you mean yeah. like Lake of the Ozarks? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Everybody's crap drains right into the lake. Yeah. And they had the E. coli scare too. Yeah, and right then there. people yeah. just jump in and go swimming. <laughs> Alright, moving on. <laughs> so, with, with all that said... Point, uh, counterpoint. Yeah, with all that said, I think we're going to move to this week's party favors. Uh, I definitely did have a couple more party files that I could have discussed, but mm -hmm. um, but I think uh, we'll move on to today's party favors. And the first, uh, I want to uh, I want to say uh, just a couple of uh, heartwarming stories because you don't find that many of those out there in the world. Uh, I found this story about the Chinese divers that got engaged on the metal pole on the metals podium. I saw the video. Um, yeah, she. Uh, uh, the the girl he uh, he z he z yeah I believe believe is her uh, is her name you know she meddled 
Uh, she got a silver medal, and then her uh, her boyfriend, who's also um, a swimmer, um, uh, Quinn Kai, Ken Kai, I think is how you pronounce it, um, yeah, pre- uh, proposed to her uh, while she was on the silver medal podium. I thought that was pretty That's cool. Awesome. Good for yeah. Her. Yeah, but I said, the picture is the picture is amazing. This dude is dude is crying harder than she is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, she's covering her face, so you don't know how hard she's crying. Yeah, but he, but, but yeah, he's he's got the ugly crying. Yeah, he face. got the ugly <laughs> crying face. He is happy. He is happy. He was so nervous the whole time. <laughs> oh man. Yeah. Well, uh, when you think about it, how many Chinese do you think we're watching? Oh, you know, yeah. while, while this medal ceremony is going on. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm I wonder sure, if they I'm were sure. upset that they, they did shot him when they got back in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you disgrace us. <laughs> uh, so I want to send a couple of a uh, couple of shouts out because these are just kind of historic things. One, uh, Simone Manuel. Uh, she won uh, the first black female ever to, ever to win gold uh, in Olympic swimming. Um, so that was a huge deal and uh, so I definitely want to mention that and she also looks like she's about to go into the ugly cry they all and, were this and, time and, oh yeah she's totally and, ugly and, cry right in there in her picture oh my god um, uh, that's truly the story that's great yeah, the, mm-hmm. uh, the first female uh, first American woman period also uh, happens to be African American uh, Michelle Carter to uh, win gold in shot put. Um, so not only you know, not only is she the first first black, she's the first female period to win gold in shot put for America. So oh, I thought that was pretty amazing. Um, uh, Alex Rodriguez uh, is retiring, or should I At say, this point, has-, has retired. Uh, his last game uh, was uh, in a victory over uh, the Rays, um, 63. And uh, I know that he has had a colorful, that's a good word, colorful, uh, colorful career, uh, full, full of ups and downs, uh, scandals, uh, and supermodel and uh, A-list actress girlfriends. But um, he retires from the Yankees, uh, seemingly unscathed. And Isn't he going to help? I think he's going coach or something. No, no. I think he is going, and and he's actually good at it. I think he's going uh, to uh, to commentate. Right. Mm. Yeah, okay. and he's actually pretty good at it. So, um, and I hope he does. They said he's he left his. Uh, Options open to you know possibly go to another team, but I sincerely doubt it. I think it's going into commentating. CNN and, and is uh, reporting that he's going to become a Yankees instructor as well. Hmm. But he okay. could also do both. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That with that type of job, he actually sure. could do both. Yeah, um, and that would be, I think, the best, the best end for uh, Alex's career because he's he's had a long one. Uh, for one I want to say twenty two years. Um, I think he will. You think so? I think he will, but I think, but I, I think it's gonna be longer I, than anybody else. I think it's gonna be bumpy, for real, bumpy to get him there. But I think he'll eventually get to Hall of Fame. I do. Yeah, I think. But your but but your question is super valid because, of course, he has had um, scandals with uh, steroids and. Well, they just changed the rules about how you get into the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. So uh, they have reduced the amount of time that the uh, writers okay. get to vote. And they have now made it much, much, much quicker that veterans, baseball veterans, that they get the veteran committee get to vote. And so you're starting to see the reintroduction of Mark McGuire and Barry Bonds oh. and those guys in, in the veterans into, committee now. Okay. And it's like, what do those guys think of them? And that'll be interesting. Yeah. Because the writers, I think it was just left to the writers like it has been. They'll, they'll still toe that line of you cheated and blah, blah, blah. Forget yeah, yeah. it. Yeah, because yeah, Mark McGuire obviously had his issues as well. Well, Barry Bonds. Yeah. Yeah. But to me, I, 
I mean, one, I don't think they did anything wrong to begin with, but then, uh, B, I just think, good. I mean, these writers who are just a bunch of punks who have no real stake <laughs> in the game at all. Yeah. You know, the fact that they get a say in any way, shape, or form is ridiculous. So the same people who kept Satchel Paige out of being, or not Satchel Paige, but uh, Buck O'Neill out of Buck being O'Neal in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. And he truly deserved it, which was one of the biggest travesties in baseball. So, no, baseball's such a ridiculous game. Sometimes. When you say writer, are you saying, like, R-I-D-E-R or, like, W-R-I-T-E-R? Sports writers yeah. for yeah, okay. yeah, Which I've never why understood really why to... sports writers... Yeah, being that's that's that weird to me, Not like... Good. But then that's, that's who used to determine the national championship in football as well. Like that's just odd to me that it wouldn't be made up of, like, um, like past... Players, current players, like people that, yeah, coaches. Mm -hmm. Uh, Coaches is interesting because coaches do get a vote in the national championship polls now, which is interesting. Um, But baseball has always been concerned. It's always been, I want to say, 10 to 15 years where the writers were the only ones who got to vote, and then you went to the veterans committee after that. Wow. Cool. So, and they can only take a handful of people each time. Did not know that. Yeah, it was super interesting. And I didn't know all that much about it until just the other day when I heard it. I think that that's... Baseball is just so bizarre anyway. Like, I never understood, like... And maybe I'm wrong, but I think, like, in football, the worst team gets the first pick the next year. Right. Baseball's that same way, too. Baseball gets more money. If you win, you get more money to recruit. No, no, the the lower teams. Cap. Everybody has a salary cap, but it's just that a lot of markets like ours can't afford to go touch, go anywhere near the salary cap. And then if you overspend the salary cap, you pay what's called a luxury tax, which is divided amongst the other teams. So I use, I want to say it's somewhere around two hundred twenty-five million dollars is what they had originally set it at. The Yankees one year spent three hundred million. They divided the seventy-five million dollar penalty amongst all the other teams. But the, Royals, the Yankees can't afford. But keep in mind, the Royals used to be huge recipients of luxury tax money. And hmm. so you enjoyed George Steinbrenner going, you're not spending it on your payroll. You're taking this extra money that you're getting and just pocketing it. <sighs> you know, and still keeping a $40 million payroll. Yeah. And so that's a bunch of crap. He's like, there's a reason I bought the Yankees. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can afford it. Yeah. That one he was right. Yeah. So I think last but not least, I think the uh, the one that I story I was kind of most excited about and uh, have the most trepidation about. Cuba, ladies and gentlemen, Cuba. Cuba prepares for onslaught of American tourists as commercial flights open up. So, one, wildly excited that Cuba is is opening up and we'll be able to go and visit and uh, I I want to get to Cuba like now. Fast, <laughs> like yesterday. I but, can't even imagine how much the flights are right now. Yeah, but mm-hmm. you know, as we were <clears throat> kind of talking about before the podcast started, um, the thing that scares me about Cuba opening up to the to the world finally is how it will change Cuba. You know, I don't think it scares me. The America, the sad. the Americanizing of. It's not, even not, that, not that I don't think that they need to come forward in time, some, but uh, I think the thing that fascinates a lot of people about Cuba is the fact that it has basically been stuck in 1959 sure. forever. Well, it's just the atmosphere. You don't have all the crap that you do in other cities. Yeah. You know, you go there, or at least what what you, if, if you know somebody that has been able to go or if you believe what's on TV which who knows but it just seems like an easy going place <laughs> that is insanely wrong <laughs> but, uh, that is, that's really nice to think that they still throw you in jail for being I mean they have hundreds of thousands of political prisoners there they have murdered more of their own citizens than probably any other country since World War II, you can make a certain, you make a very good argument about that wow. if you wanted to. Well, yeah. Uh, it's horrific. They don't allow this in of any kind. Uh, it's a communist country. That's what they it are. Is. And so it, that, it remains there. Yes, it's nice when you go from France to the vacation destination that they have and they put on a good show for you. But, man, 
I want to live there in a million years. Yeah, live there is yeah. another story. Well, I mean, I mean, it's it's, a, it's an odd notion of do you go to a place that supports just randomly killing their citizens for political dissent? I don't know. This is why a lot of Cubans have problems with it because they've had to flee the country at risk of death and all the hardship to get over here and start over and do all that. Yeah. yeah. And all of a sudden, like, ah, screw it, let's just go, let's open up relations. Well, they haven't really done anything different. I mean, they're banking on things changing after Castro dies, but who knows? Yeah. You know? So we'll see. I mean, if Cuba changes their government around, then great. I mean, and I'm dying to go. I'm a thousand percent in favor. Yeah. What I don't want it to do is turn into Orlando. Exactly. Orlando, which yeah. is my fear. I like to see Cuba develop as Cuba and maintain its charm. Exactly. And literally not turn into, you know, an all for one reclusive resort, you know, right. where all these yahoos go and get married on the weekend and that's it. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm, I'm. That's what I'm afraid of. You know, I, I definitely governmentally want to. You don't want to see a McDonald's and a Starbucks and a. No, no. I mean, how many places do you see in other countries that look just like Key West or yeah, Miami yeah, Miami, or like that? yeah. And I can see that happening. That's going to happen so quickly, you know. So I mean, that'll be a must. I mean, that's just going to happen. It happens in every other country with nice beachside property. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. So out that's there the part that makes you sad. Yeah. Is you, you know, you kind of wish that yeah. you could see it before it it gets like sure. that. I mean, that's why I'd want to be on one of the first flights. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Check it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. with, within the first year, I, I would like to go because yeah. Oh, the like, good friends of our show, Ryan. Uh, yeah. Baby, who owns the Rieger? Mm-hmm. He got to go down there, and there's one of ten people in the world that was invited down to uh, a rum factory down there. Oh wow! Um, last year, and they awesome. said it was amazing, just stunning. Awesome. Yeah. So yeah, that's exactly where I want to go. Right I want to go down mm-hmm. check out the rum scene. So yeah, so we got incredible. We got to get Ryan actually on the on the panel one day. Uh, I would I would love to talk to him about uh, talk to him about. His his time in Cuba that would be kind of cool and actually I would really just want to talk to him about um, about you know Rieger and what kind of prompted him to get mm-hmm. that kicked off and everything so but that is neither here nor there anyway um, I, we've actually touched on quite a few subjects today and uh, and I want to of course thank our panel for being here as always and I want to thank you out there in podcast land for listening um if there's any of these stories that uh sound intriguing please uh, don't be afraid go do the googles uh, as the anonymous female gives me the look i don't even need to look at her to know she's giving me the look for saying the googles um uh go do the googles and uh and and, and research them because you know there is a, a big bold world full of stuff going on out there and we like to try to uh to talk about it and bring you a little bit of of that flavor but it is time for us to go and with that i'm going to end this podcast with the uh toast that uh started it all for me and that is to good times with good people